The Music Business Worldwide podcast is supported by Volley Music, a leading financial management platform for the music industry. Volley enables you to track expenses, approve invoices, and make payments 24-7, 365 days a year. For your free trial, head to volleymusic.com. That's V-O-L-Y music.com. Hello and welcome to the latest Music Business Worldwide podcast. My name is Tim Ingham, the founder of Music Business Worldwide, and today I'm talking to Lior Cohen. When Lior Cohen took over as global head of music at YouTube around six years ago, he had a stated mission. The music industry, infamously, was not getting on with YouTube whatsoever at that time. Labels were endlessly accusing YouTube of not paying them a fair amount of royalties for the huge consumption of music taking place on the platform. Cohen was determined to improve these relations. From then to now, the partnership between YouTube and the music industry has transformed almost beyond recognition. YouTube, which has its own subscription service, YouTube Music, says that it is aiming to contribute the most money annually to music rights holders of any digital service by the year 2025. That would see YouTube, currently number two, overtake Spotify as the world's biggest payer of royalties to the music business. And looking at the current trajectories, YouTube is in with a good chance of fulfilling this ambition. In the 12 months to the end of June 2022, YouTube, across subscription and advertising via user-generated content, says it paid the music industry over 6 billion US dollars. So that's mission accomplished for Leo Cohen, right? He should be a happy bunny, considering what he and his team at YouTube Music have achieved in the past six years. Except he's not. Cohen lays out that he believes there are three major problems that the music industry needs to be aware of and overcome in the years ahead. Problem number one is an expectation for artists to spend a significant amount of their time, creativity and energy on certain social media platforms. Platforms that in Cohen's view do not lead to deeper fandom amongst consumers. Problem number two, he says, lies with consumers themselves and Cohen's concern that the next generation of fans simply aren't delving deep enough into artists, their stories, their video archives, their interview archives, and of course, their catalogues. And problem number three, says Cohen, lies at the door of record companies, who he believes are struggling to break artists with regularity to the level they'd like in the current digital environment. On this podcast, Lior Cohen argues that YouTube Shorts, that's the TikTok and Instagram Reels rival launched by YouTube in 2020, could be a key, if not the key, solution to fixing all three of these problems. That's primarily because YouTube Shorts is housed in a YouTube environment, he says, and can therefore push people to both YouTube Music and YouTube itself. Lior Cohen, welcome to the Music Business Worldwide podcast. On this podcast, you're going to give us three things about the business that you think are slightly askew or not quite right or and or need fixing. So let's get into number one. On the, off the top of your head, what is number one in your list of three things that you would like to fix about today's music business? First of all, thank you, Tim, for inviting me to your podcast. And I am really excited to be here. I don't know what the euphoria in the music industry is about. 
I think we're facing one of our biggest crises to date. And yet it feels like the band is still um, performing on the Titanic. I'm confused to why there's such euphoria. There are three things that are deeply disturbing to me. The first one is artists feel like they are completely out of position and they feel like they're about to go on strike. I see artists all over the world. And when they had their most difficult conversation with their parents, telling them, telling their parents that they weren't going to go to college, that they're going to be an artist because they needed to write important songs and perform them around the world. Mom, I'm going to be a rock and roll star or a rapper. They didn't read the fine print. It feels like they're overburdened with the effort of likes and subscribers and, and social media and putting themselves out like creators as opposed to artists. And they're out of position. Because the hardest thing in the world, it's easier in my mind to split an atom because it's math. Splitting an atom is math. Or to write a hit movie, Boy Meets Girl. But to write a song, to write a hit song is probably the most difficult thing in the world. And the more we have artists always being on instead of occasionally brilliant, our music industry is going to be in real trouble. Now, the occasionally brilliant line isn't actually mine. It was David Joseph's. And it just so resonated with me when we we're having a chat. And it made perfect sense because I do believe having spent enormous amounts of time with artists that they're being overly taxed and that they're out of position. And it's time for the artists to get back to their craft of being an artist um, than being um, social media stars. Obviously, the industry itself has a role to play in this, but to, to a degree, this phenomenon is much bigger than the music industry, the currency of social media in terms of its power to reach audiences and or not reach audiences. You know, what, what's the solution, Leo? How do we get back to artists making it by being, as you, as you quoted, uh, occasionally brilliant? How, how do we get there? Well, I think the answer is in short form video and short form video that doesn't lead anywhere is the most dangerous thing I've seen the music business face 
in a long time. But short form video that can be a discovery tool, like our shorts product, where it could be simply a discovery tool, not a consumption vehicle, but a discovery tool. And what I mean by that is that we have to prompt the consumer into deeper fan engagement of interviews, performances, premium music videos, and stuff that an artist does that allows a kid to find the soundtrack of their youth. If they're only stuck in short form video, and if they think that they're getting a music service by short form video, I think the music business is going to lose a generation of consumers that are really important and valuable. Because presumably that's that's what was once termed grazing behavior, right? You're never going to become a true fan of an artist or even a song, but particularly an artist, most importantly, if you're continuing to graze and continuing to hop from one short form video to another short form video, do I understand correctly that you're saying that they need to be able to hop into something deeper from that moment? Have you done any of the short form video platforms? What you could do is lose hours and end up in being in a dumb state. When I start doing um, short form video and I do it for too long, I feel really like I've wasted enormous amount of time and went into like a stupid state. I think it's our obligation to help the fan, the kids, and help them by prompting them into and recognizing what they like. The second thing that I would like to help solve is the abundance of choice that the kids have. I think they've been hit by a tidal wave of choice. And the other thing that that they're dealing with is that they really cannot stand traditional social media. My life sucks and everybody's lives are better. And so that's why you're seeing a, a rejection of traditional social media and you see like apps like Be Real explode. When I was younger, it was it was okay for me to break open a record, put it on the turntable and listen. That was how my get down was. The kids don't want to do that anymore. They actually want to participate. And participating in short form video zeitgeisty moments is not representing that my life is great and everybody else's sucks. And so it allows them to participate, which I think is part of the solution for number three. And the third problem 
I travel all over the world, meet with record companies all over the world, and I've never seen so much confusion by record companies. They actually don't know how to break acts anymore. And they used to be able to work to a date and focus on that date and defibrillate that date and the the consumer's attention, and then have the next date another artist. It's not as clean anymore. And so there's a uh, elongation of the process in breaking an artist. And it's not as clean And so the runway is littered with artists in the process of breaking. And so I think by getting the kids to participate in short form video as their 3.0 version of social media will help break acts and take the burden away from the artists. But we have to prompt the consumer out of um, the grazing mode and into fan engagement mode. And that is the key and that's the <clears throat> my mission. My mission with shorts is to use it as a discovery tool and prompt them to a multi-format, richer experience. And instead of empty calories that are other short form um, video platforms, I like to think of our shorts like an appetizer and um, YouTube like the main course and subscription um, like the audio hits dessert. And so that is, I think, a much healthier ecosystem, a sustainable one that actually allows artists to go back to their craft and helps labels break artists and helps fans find the soundtrack of their youth and become um, deeper and committed fans of their favorite artists. So I'm just going to run through a couple of things that you mentioned there, Leo, just to make sure that I've understood them correctly. On point two, where you're talking about consumers and how they've been stuck in a social media paradigm for some time that is, I think you put it as my life sucks and my life's excellent. Your life sucks. I think as I understand that you're, you're talking about artists kind of showing their wonderful world to the, the great unwashed, the general public, right? Is that the sort of relationship? No, 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 no. I'm talking about the general public exhaustion of tra- traditional social media. Right. The general public, particularly the kids feel social media is more of a burden um, than the novelty and excitement that they once had. 
and they're searching for a 3.0 version. And the 3.0 version is actually participating in zeitgeisty moments in song and dance. It's fair to say that you seem pretty optimistic because consumers and young consumers in particular are moving in that direction naturally. They're getting fatigued by, as you put it, the novelty of, of what generation experienced before in social media. But I'm very interested on the point three you made about the labels failing to break artists. I mean, how much of that is... I, I didn't say failing. I, I feel like they're struggling to know what what the um, best way they're confused of um, the, how, how to break acts. And so if, if point two comes to pass and the consumers move on to short form video and ideally not the empty calories that you discussed uh, a platform in your view, like YouTube shorts, where they can bounce off into a richer experience. How do the labels best take advantage of that? If if they're struggling now to know the best way, and I guess there's quite a conservative attitude in some ways of let's try and get however many, but lots of artists racing at the same time to try and see which one goes. What change would you like to see from the labels, from the music industry itself to best take advantage and to best serve consumers in the, in the world where those younger uh, social media users are now bouncing onto short form video and then look, looking for the richer experience. What should the music industry be doing? I think that's an incredible question. And I think more of the onus is on us building tools and analytics for them to understand how to engage with the billions of fans that are on YouTube. And so those are the tools that we're working in, the, 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 the effort that we're making. I think that the best thing that the music industry can do now is uh, get to know about shorts and start creating having the artists create, because once the artist calls to action a um, short and puts the fans to work, um, they're going to get a lot more information and understanding of, of um, what is resonating with the consumer. But we'll build much better tools for them to um, engage um, over the next year, as well as have information back. We started this discussion with you saying that you were growing slightly concerned over the elation and triumphalism in the music industry about, you know, all the dollar signs are pointing in the right direction, but there are cultural issues in the way that people are listening to music, experiencing fandom and how artists and labels are serving that. When you balance up the idea of consumers moving to short form video away from traditional social media. Uh, when you balance up the idea that maybe artists, if I understood correctly, should be thinking about spending more time on social media 3.0 as you're putting it and less worrying about uh, traditional social media. And when you balance up the difficulty that the industry has breaking artists to the degree that it would like to, um, are you optimistic about? What's going to come in the next five plus years? If you're concerned today, are you optimistic about where we're headed? 
I'm I'm optimistic because I'm convinced that the industry is starting to recognize that short form video has to lead somewhere and 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 we'll take action I, I'm I believe that behind the euphoria um people are starting to recognize that there is a, a concern that we could lose a generation of consumers if we do not prompt them into deeper fan engagement. And so I'm starting to get um, more and more of the industry uh, feeling that deep fan engagement is important and allow and also they're starting to recognize how taxing it's been on the artist community and so i think that if everybody is starting to recognize the problem that's when we could solve it when i from an agnostic position look at maybe tiktok or look at instagram reels and then we look at youtube shorts from your perspective i guess what you're saying is the apparatus is already there on youtube the jump into the richer experience it's already well established the tens of millions of subscribers around the world the contribution to the music industry you're saying that youtube is is well positioned to i guess become the primary service for that i'm so convinced that YouTube shorts and YouTube in general is the solution, but also will resonate with the other platforms to start building deep fan engagement muscle in order for this to be a, just a healthier ecosystem. Well, a healthier ecosystem with fewer empty calories, a more Three course meals sounds like something everyone should be in favor of. So, uh, Leo, thank you so much for joining us on the Music Business Worldwide podcast and for um, being candid and thoughtful as ever. Thank you for allowing me the chance to speak about this. Take good care. Bye bye. <laughs>